0: Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all the chapters on Viz's Shonen Jump website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy.
1: And I'm your host, Kevin.
0: And this week we are reading My Hero Academia Volume 2, because it's cool and popular, and also because there was no My Hero Academia this week in Shonen Jump, even though Kevin and I are super excited for Deku and Bakugo to hang out with Endeavor.
1: Yep. Well, and the anime will be starting soon, so...
0: That's true. A couple weeks, right?
1: Yeah, it
0: might be three. I was gonna say, I feel like all the shows I'm watching are about to end, which they're, usually means
1: they're getting close, but they usually don't tick over immediately. I also think it's funny that Crunchyroll, like they've had their listing of like what's coming up, and My Hero isn't on there. I was like, how is that not the first one you put on?
0: I wonder if they're not getting My Hero. You would think they are, but the I remember deals weird. I, it
1: is, but I remember reading somewhere that they they still were like, I don't know.
0: That would be a big loss for them. That would be a huge boon for Funimation.
1: Yes. That would make me sad, because then I would have to pirate it.
0: (laughs) All right. So, speaking of pirates, One Piece is the third thing we're talking about this week. First, we have Demon Slayer, Chapter 175, Respect for Future Generations. What did you think of
1: Demon Slayer this week, Kevin? I liked Demon Slayer this week. It wasn't uh, like my favorite chapter of Demon Slayer ever, but... This is a pretty good resolution to the end of the Upper Moon 1 that I never learned. I, I don't even know that we know his name, but if we did, I definitely didn't learn it.
0: Yeah, I, I read this Friday and we're recording on Monday because Chen and Jump came out early. And yep, it's way easier if I have like three days to Shannon Jump instead of one. So I'm trying to remember what happened. I know the Upper Moon 1 like explodes his body out in swords. Yep. And that the bullet is still inside him and the demon eating... Guy who's not a Hashira is still controlling it. Yeah, so he ca- of, Which weakens him?
1: Yep. So, well, he also caused. So, initially, he caused like tree roots to grow to kind of lock him in place so the Hashiras could attack him.
0: And I was. But he
1: broke that with his like shooting swords all out of his body thing.
0: And I was leading up to. I, I'm looking at my last note and I can't figure out. I know it's a joke and I thought it would remind me what happened. And then I remember what happened and it makes a lot of sense because I wrote Mace Capitated. And I'm like, Mac capitated the McDonald's behead the upper moon one. I don't remember what What this means. Yeah. (laughs) But he got decapitated with a mace, which is not really a decapitation. So maybe
1: he'll be back, but probably not. Well, no, it wasn't just the mace. So it was the mist pillar turned his blade red, which was causing intense pain. So he was like being held immobilized by the bullet that had grown into like a tree root for the demon-eating guy's demon art. The mist pillar was keeping him in agony. The wind Hashira went to go cut off his head, and then the earth Hashira sent down the flail on top of his head to kind of like push his head through their swords kind of thing. Gotcha. So he he did actually get decapitated. Upper
0: Moon 3 survived being decapitated, though. Yes. So I, I think we might not be done, although it is doing the demon slayer we're done thing where we see... A bunch of his life flashing before his eyes.
1: Yeah, but that also happened with... Or no, because that was after he got decapitated yep. with Upper Moon 3. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. Because most of the high-ranked Upper Moons have had some ability to kind of ignore having their heads cut off. Like there were these two twins early on in the series that like, you had to kill both of them in order to actually kill one or the other. Like, if you killed one, the other one could regenerate it.
0: How close is the anime to catching up with the manga? Because I feel like it. it there's a getting surprisingly close, but I feel like there's an arc or two.
1: There's definitely... So there's, like I said, there's the whole arc with the sound Hashira, the guy who's, like, flamboyant! So there's the whole arc with that. There's a giant fight between some upper moons there. There's the sequence where the Flame Hashira fights the Upper Moon 3 with Tanjiro there as well. There's a whole deal where they have a duel at the Swordsmith's place. And those, so there's like a couple of major arcs. So you could easily get another season, I think, before you get caught up.
0: Gotcha. It just felt like they might be getting close to me. But I didn't know. for They're sure.
1: They're definitely cooking through the...
0: the source material yeah i really noticed when the Hashiru showed up it felt like they pumped the brakes hard yeah anyway anything else you wanted to see about demon slayer i thought it was a pretty good chapter also not my favorite but still pretty good yeah
1: it was it was good like you said it's probably not the final ending of this dude but this is definitely the like all right we cut off his head now let's see exactly how he dies
0: so, next up, we have Samurai 8, Chapter 19, Whatever It Takes. Speaking of cutting off people's heads. Yes. <laughs> this is a pretty good, pretty Naruto-ish Samurai 8 we have yes. this week. With basically the two guys they picked up, the thief and the samurai. The samurai's name is Ryu. I do not remember what I don't, the and we also, thief's name is.
1: I think they also mentioned that they're not entirely sure what the samurai's name exactly is. Because like they mentioned that it's Ryu, but they've also said he forgot... Every like he literally forgot everything, so maybe he just started calling him Ryu. Yeah. There there might be a reveal later that he's someone else.
0: Anyway, he and Hachimaru are sparring, and Ryu is much better than Hachimaru. Yep. And and is trying to encourage Hachimaru, like, well, the jerk thief is like, no, nah, you should break up with him. You're hot. You should be with me. Yep. <laughs> See, he sucks. Uh so until Hachimaru basically starts. Cutting off pieces of his body to attack Ryu. Yeah, the, like throwing his arm forward and cutting the, it off. Yeah, and the then rocket decapitating arm. Rotating himself to dodge a blow.
1: Yeah, the the rocket arm definitely had me laughing where he punches forward with the sword because he's like, ah, he's got greater reach than me. So it cuts off his own arm so that his sword goes flying. And then the counterstroke is coming for his neck. So he cuts off his own head so that it's like, hi, you don't get the point. But one of the things I also liked is even Ryu was being like, he's actually picking up stuff really quickly. Like, sure, Hachimaru is a new samurai, but he's like, he's actually learning really quickly. And his regeneration ability or, like, reconstruction ability is really fast. Like, I actually need to kind of not, it's not like he wasn't trying, but he was like, I need to mix stuff up. Otherwise, he'll, like, if I keep using the same attacks, he'll catch on.
0: Yeah. And Tachimaro likens it to the fighting game he used to play, which I do like as a little bit of analog, even though fighting games and fighting are not all that much alike.
1: Yeah, but it was kind of like I'm getting used to my opponent yeah. kind of thing.
0: Again, pretty good chapter. Not my favorite Samurai 8 chapter, but decapitating yourself to dodge a blow is a pretty good move.
1: Yeah, and definitely the <laughs> Rocket Arm, where he just cuts off his own arm to send it flying forward at me laughing.
0: Which brings us to One Piece chapter 956. Big news! It's kind of a very act break chapter. It's the sort of chapter you normally get in One Piece after a major arc.
1: Yep, which this is, you know, the middle of the arc.
0: But. Yeah, it is, but I kind of makes it feel like One Piece might be finally approaching that wrap-up place. I mean, it's going to be like at least four more years, I think. But definitely so feels like the specifically
1: is- there was an article where Odai had mentioned somewhere that he was like, "I want to finish in five years," and then his editor came out and was like, ha, 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 ha. "Yeah, no." <laughs> and it wasn't like, uh, "Oh, I don't think he can do it." It's like I'm aware of what he wants to do. That's not happening. I
0: also know who Odai is and.
1: Yeah, that, that's exactly what it was. Everyone's like, oh my god, One Piece is going to be ending in five years. And the editor's like, no, no it is not. There is no way he is getting everything done in
0: five years. It does feel like the pace is quickened, though I don't know if that's because I'm used to consuming One Piece as the terribly slow anime, and now I'm reading it in manga form. But this isn't normally the sort of thing we get in the middle of an arc. Even like the Dressrosa arc, which is a very like specific middle point.
1: Yeah, I think... It more feels like he's trying, he's more inclusive. So, like, there's a bunch of stuff going on. So, that's why we're getting this kind of like, hey, let's see how everyone else is reacting in the world. We just finished Act Two of Wano. So, this is like, what's going on out in the world? Because there's like a ton of stuff because we had been slowly introduced to more and more things. So, he's like, well, there's all this stuff happening. So, here's some more information on how the world is changing while Luffy's currently fighting in Wano.
0: Yeah, it could also be a weird thing where all the pieces are on the board and one piece has been going on so long. It feels weird, especially yep. when in a lot of weird ways like Alabasta and Dress Rosa are almost interchangeable. Yeah. But it is interesting to see. And also, Morgans is a very interesting viewpoint character for that. Yeah. I love him like murdering that Navy guy, being like, no, I am the DJ of the printed page. I determine what news is. Yes. The, the government can't suppress me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty great. How dare you try and use like I'm, a, you know, I might be a money-grubbing crook, but I'm still a journalist.
0: <laughs> I'm going to report about how Luffy's going to be the pirate king all I want. Yeah. Um also we find out that Drake is a navy spy. Like yep. and in charge of Kobe and like maybe some sort of underground navy team or well, maybe just a special team, I don't know.
1: Well, I I don't know that he's necessarily in charge of Kobe because kobe was the rear admiral that's true so because they're, they're like x squad they said I, he I think was captain. Is,
0: yeah i think it says drake is i w- whatever it said drake was captain gotcha but
1: since we're going with navy Evil, ranks that's true rear admiral is higher than captain that's true So
0: but i think it's because it says kobe member of what is it called uh, i don't remember what their name is it's sword, like I think yeah, actually, but
1: it's like Rear Admiral of Sword.
0: No, I thought it said member of for Kobe. And it said Captain for Drake, and that's why. No, I it thought. definitely said Rear okay. Admiral for Kobe.
1: I remember that because I was like, "Wow, he's a Rear Admiral. That's pretty cool."
0: I think we already knew that, but it, like within the Navy, that yeah, he had made it up that far. But anyway, Drake is a spy, and he's like, "Yeah, these two Kaido, Ka- these two Kaido. Wow, these two Yonko, who's Jeremy's." could not remember the names of, and then just said one. Kaido and Big Mom are teaming up, and it's bad. And also, they've abolished the Seven Warlords system, so we get to see Boa Hancock for the first time in like 10 years and lets you play all the video games where she's lovingly rendered, in which case, the first time in like five minutes.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I, I did like the abolition of the Seven Warlords system, so we have, you know, the a bunch of the Seven Warlords. My One of my favorite was Mihawk's reaction He's of, like, oh
0: man- Finally, <laughs> things
1: are getting interesting.
0: I've just and been he's- chilling on my island with all these animals. Like some asshole came and was like, "Ah, oh, please train me at swords so I can help Luffy." And that was fun for like a minute. But
1: well, like normally, Mihawk had been like his face was always composed, yeah. even when he was fighting in the Main Fort arc. He was just kind of like,
0: "All right, it's a battle." Like I- the one I- exception is when he goes to party with Shanks, but that yes. might only be seen in the anime. I don't
1: know. Maybe. But either way, like he's mainly like that. And in this time he's like he's smiling and you can see him's kinda happy. He's like, All right, things are getting interesting. Cause the everyone's like, uh, Dracula Mihawk, we're gonna take you into custody and he's like ha ha ha, ha, ha. Actually that's most of the most <laughs> uh, of the Shiba
0: uh, which I do like Buggy's reaction too. I'm like, "I just became a Shiba You've got to be kidding me."
1: No, it wasn't ju- he was like, "You literally just roped me into this thing like a month ago and now you want to arrest me again? Screw you." He's <laughs> I, like, "We're going to fight." And then he's thinking to himself,
0: "All right, time to run." Which is very good. Yep. And then also behind Kakimoto I'm like, "Yeah, that may be an Adderall cuz I'm like a badass, so I'm not worried."
1: Yeah, she's like, the reason the whole the Shibukai system existed is because of our strength. Like this will not go over well for you. And then there's also some kind of news about Sabo.
0: Yeah. Uh it's implied that he's been captured or maybe killed, but we really don't know. Yeah, I I found I, that to be I, the weakest part of the chapter, personally. Just because they're teasing a lot of reactions, but
1: yeah, it's so
0: vague on what happened. Like it's even hard to tell who to who it first.
1: Yeah. That, But it still definitely has me interested of, like, what's the news with Sabo?
0: Maybe he got turned into a baby. That would actually make a lot of sense, given the last place we saw Sabo. Although maybe not given everyone's reaction.
1: Yeah, so definitely a very interesting chapter of One Piece. I really liked the, hey, let's see what's going on in the greater world of One Piece.
0: Yeah, and also we got teased about some big news in Alabasta. But oh yeah, But we don't find out what that is either.
1: Yeah, so a bunch of teasers about big news, which is still pretty cool. And it's like, all right, you'll find out this at the end of Act 3 of the Wano arc. Great. So in a year,
0: maybe. (laughs) Uh, Wano's been going pretty quick, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like it's been about a year, because Wano was just starting when we started this podcast. Yeah, so we'll see. It doesn't feel like it's been a year. Wow, time flies. Alright, so next we have something I wanted to talk about since we're trying to, you know, highlight some manga again, especially since we got two t- titles we n- would normally talk about that didn't show up this week, which is Double Tie, say, number 18. Is this a date? Question mark? Uh, what did you think of this chapter of We Never Learn, Kevin? <laughs> That's
1: <laughs> basically what it was. I
0: may have picked this entirely to make that joke. <laughs> I.
1: That seems fair. It was kind of funny, like it's not like I thought, oh, this was stupid, but I was like, yeah, that was kind of funny.
0: It's probably, I mean it's definitely my favorite chapter of Double Taisei ever. Oh yeah, hands down. No contest there. Nope. I really enjoyed it, which is why I wanted to talk about it. I mean, basically, it's just we never learned shenanigans, but we kind of have all the Double Taisei characters here. Yeah. I didn't write any of their names to make this harder, but the girl Shogi player bumps into Say. And he's like, oh, let's get something to eat and talk. Yep. But the blind guy with the, I guess he's not actually blind. The guy with the super senses, except his vision, is a waiter there. And he's like, "Ah, clearly they're on a date. I have to be the best wingman and do everything for them. Yep. And Haga is spying on them until the blind waiter is like, ah, but your disguise is no match for me because of my senses. And gives him really spicy food to get rid of him. Uh, But then it ends with, uh, say, his childhood friend walking by. He's like, hey, I got to go.
1: Yeah. After he had been doing all these shenanigans to make it seem like they were going out on a date, uh, neither of them realized, like, neither of them ordered all of the food.
0: Yeah. But the guy just made it for both of them, yep. too. So it would go well. And, but like, they were alternating in the bathroom. So they both thought the other had ordered it. Yep. He was
1: like, hey, do you mind if I dig it? But he was giving her a bunch of really mixed signals because she was thinking, he was like, does he like me? So probably one of my favorite was when he was like, how's the guitar? Yeah. But he's just, he, it starts air strumming and, uh, she like looks down and thinks he was asking her, how does playing with your nipples go? Like that's what it seemed like to me.
0: Yeah, well, it's definitely some sort of masturbation joke. Yes. That she's like, very uncomfortable with, but he's talking about guitar. Yeah,
1: he was like, Oh yeah, how's he you know in his head, how's the guitar going? And she's like, Oh, um, it, that's always okay. Well, cool, I can show you a cool a few <laughs> techniques later.
0: Yes, it's very good. Yeah. Um, especially for double tie say. I do love that Hog is just hanging out spying on them too. I don't know why I like that.
1: Yeah. Then we have the angry guy shows up at the end, and he's like, um "Wow, this restaurant is really weird because like um, the blind guy has kind of been, or the sound guy has kind of been like keeping the two of them separate, so he's been putting everybody like away from them so that they can have their atmosphere." And he comes in with Haga sitting there like drinking milk to try and cool his lips. The blind guy being like, "I had to spend, I had to buy all that food out of my own paycheck," and Ty just left. <laughs>
0: yep. It's pretty good, which brings us to the chapter you wanted to talk about, which is Chainsaw Man, chapter 39, Tearjerker. Part of me also wanted this to be called, Is This a Date? <laughs> that would have been a better
1: name. <laughs> I That that just would have been really funny with... All right, we read, Is This a Date? In Double Dice and Is This a Date? in. But I actually, I really liked this chapter this week just because of the kind of... Uh, makima denji she takes him on a movie spree date where they go and watch 10 movies and because denji like doesn't connect to humans he's just sitting there in the movie theater for most of them like oh everyone's laughing but it wasn't that funny oh everyone's crying but they were trying too hard but then on the last and like right before that Makima's like, Yeah, I usually find only about one in ten movies can ever like make me feel anything. So they go to see the last movie and then she's like he's crying, but he's like, Ah, it's not even that pivotal of a scene and he looks over and he sees Makima's crying and they both really liked the movie. And I really like the ending bit where he's like, Do you think I have a heart? And she puts her head up against his chest. And then
0: she's just like, yes, and then walks away, leaving him in the street. It's <laughs> a very Makima thing to do. Yes. I didn't like it as much. I didn't hate it or anything. It's definitely better than the typical chainsaw man fair. But like this is a relationship I was really, really into at the start of the series. Yeah. I feel like they've just left it on the table so long it's gotten cold. Yeah, I just
1: I really liked it because it was kind of felt like getting back to it. And I was like, This has been really interesting and I kinda of want to see more. So I do agree that it was like yeah, they put they set this up and then left it alone for like 20 chapters, but now it's back. So, yeah.
0: Which brings us to Act Age scene 82, Confession. What? Who boy. I mean, I'm going to say I didn't really love this chapter of Act Age either for reasons I was talking about last time. This is kind of exactly what I expected to happen. And because she's already said, "Hey, this is a trick," it loses a lot of I think the impact on the audience even if not on the characters
1: yeah but i mean personally i wouldn't want that kind of impact to like even if we didn't know it was a trick that would have been a wow that's dark
0: i mean i guess i just i mean the director says hey Kay, I was seeing your father that's why he never had any time for you yep because she wants her to feel like the rage and jealousy that princess iron fan would have felt yeah and I mean, it, given what the play's about, it does kind of make a certain amount of sense that that could be true. So I wish it was more ambiguous. And I mean, maybe they're trying for a double swerve where it's not a trick.
1: Yeah, that would have been something. So,
0: But at the same time, like it just didn't have much impact on me. And like a lot of the chapter just didn't. Like They're talking earlier about how the play is so... Well, marketed because of the Death Island thing that we talked about a couple chapters ago. Yep. But it just kind of seems like almost like the competition between Kay and Chio. Well, yeah, Chio. I was going to. The competition between K and Chio is going to be determined more by like who goes first than anything else, just because the play has been marketed so well. Like they're selling out every night already. And I get there's the online portion to kind of hand wave that, but. I don't know. A lot of this chapter, like the bits of it just didn't really work for me. And it left me thinking about stuff other than the emotions on the page.
1: Yeah, I actually really liked the bits about, because they had the team B being like, oh, well, we're going second. That's a huge disadvantage. And then the director being like, well, no, actually not, because Chio's anger is fueled by her need to beat Kay. And so because she's going to have to go second, it will be even better because she's going to be even more angry after seeing the performance. And it's not going to be like Team A goes, Team B goes, and we're done. Like, it's going to be you back know, and forth. It's going to be back and forth. So I think that's going to be something that's really cool.
0: Yeah, And there is a degree to which, and this definitely isn't necessarily true, but typically speaking, whoever goes second is going to win. Just at the way stories are structured. Yeah, and so I couldn't help thinking about that too, and I do think it actually is more interesting if Chio is the one who's successful between them. So, yep. I don't know. Like I said, I, I, the emotions in the page just didn't reach me at all because I was thinking about all the minutia of the details. So,
1: you well, know, that's what you get for overanalyzing things, Jeremy.
0: Well, look, make something really good, and they'll be too busy crying about how great Deku is, and I won't be able to analyze it until I read it four or five times. If everything was as good as My Hero Academia, I would be fine, Kevin.
1: Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's go live in that fantasy world.
0: Sounds good to me. It does, actually. <laughs> Next, we have The Promised Neverland, Chapter 151, The Ones to Win, which is at least, I want to say, a return to form for Promised Neverland, but a lot better than the last couple chapters, I thought. I honestly,
1: I have it a lot lower down on my list because I was like, oh, okay.
0: I mean, it is mostly just a fight between Zazzy and the demon queen who is trying to eat something so she can regain her strength. Because yep. Norman talks about part of the plan is just to wear them down, basically.
1: Yep. But I think part of the thing that, like, we don't know anything about these, the superhuman Lambda people. So it's like, oh no, Zazie, come, or Zazu, or whatever his name is, calm down. Why? Is he gonna like rage out or like is that part of his powers or no, well
0: they were talking about how because of the demon queen's like fighting style, they had to defend, basically, and yeah, wear but her he, down. Yeah, so, but like, he was the attacker, like
1: because he I was the one attacking her the whole time. And then his other guy was like, Oh no, I'm not gonna make it in time. Not make it in time to do what? I'm so confused.
0: Well, I thought to defend Zaz like I read that scene as like, Oh, I'm not gonna be able to defend him. So like he needs to calm down because he's attacking too quickly. And we're not capable. That's just the way I read it.
1: That wasn't the way I read it at all. Because it was after the queen had already stabbed the one girl. So, like, that's why he got enraged. So, that's why I was confused of, like, oh, no, I'm not going to make it in time. Make it in time to what?
0: Like, the way I read it is that Zazzy was getting, because of that kill, was getting too, like, reckless. Like, already he's kind of a berserkery guy. Yep. But that's very much the way I read it. And so I thought the fight actually had a nice pace to it. I didn't think it was great, just a lot better than the stuff we've had lately. I guess I care about Zazzy a little more because he's at least one of Norman's tools.
1: I do. It just and he's got a I, character design. <laughs> he does. I just wish well, I mean technically the demons do too. Yeah, yeah,
0: they do. I just that that's Demon 1 and that's Demon's X yes. and that's Demon 40. Yep. I, the hunger poison stuff didn't do much for me, though. No. They'll reveal that Norm's like, oh, I'll poison them to make them hungry, and that'll help me.
1: Well, he, he basically, it's like, oh, it forces them into a constant state of regeneration, so they burn all of their energy and can't do anything. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that part did not do nearly as much for me. Which leads us last but not least. We never learned question 128. More than ever, what supports X is ellipsis. Yep. What did you think of this chapter of We Never Learned, Kevin?
1: I still thought it was pretty good. It was kind of like a we never learn, like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Oh, he's fine.
0: <laughs> That's definitely true. He did seem to break his foot, though. So,
1: Or at least sprain his ankle or something like that, because like, he was still kind of walking on it. But, so, I mean, it might be broken. It might just be sprained.
0: He broke his phone, for sure. Yes. So he can't call for help.
1: And um, no one can get in contact with him.
0: Yeah. But the dog he was trying to help runs off with his handkerchief. And Uraka goes looking for him because she doesn't have to take the test. Yep. And finds the dog with the handkerchief, and it leads her back to Yu-Gi-Oh! And she tries to, like, get him, support him to run to the test. Yeah, because
1: they're like, oh, the test is in... 15 minutes. 15 minutes. And he's like, well, it'll take us 30 minutes to walk there. Well, we can run there. I'm not going to make it. And then Kirisu-sensei shows up in her car and is like, everyone else was concerned, so they sent me after you, and we're glad we found you on Uraka texted everybody, hey, I found Yuga, he's here, we need help, and then, like, in the middle of it, her phone died, because of course. Because
0: drama. That how it works. Yes. Because teenage girls never charge their phones, especially not ones that are in a weird five-way love triangle with their best friend from childhood.
1: Yeah, definitely. That is definitely not one of the things that you do is charge your phone. At least Yuga's made sense, where yes, it was he like, he fell down and yeah. shattered his phone. Like, okay, that's a legitimate thing. Oh, I ran out of battery. It's... <laughs> six <laughs> o'clock in the morning and you're a teenage girl where's your backup phone
0: <laughs> she's not very good at the hug game
1: yep but anyway so kiosu sensei shows up yugia manages to make it to the test on time
0: i fa- hooray i found it pretty interesting that it's kind of an everybody helps Yu-Gi-Oh! situation except for it's not it's just the Like, explicitly, the two girls that started the harem anime don't really have any impact on Yugi's rescue. They do have to ask Kirisu for help, which is, like, a nice little bit of character development there.
1: Yeah, but it was kind of Konami-senpai was the one who was even like, well, we can have Kirisu, like, because she knew Kirisu was there. Yeah. So it's the two of them trying to go do something and everyone else being like, no, you need to take the test. Yugi would be pissed if you failed. (laughs) Which does make sense.
0: It's just, like, from a everybody come together to help standpoint the two air quotes main girls do nothing yeah and i found that kind of interesting like that sounds like a criticism yeah but it's not necessarily i just found that like an interesting flip because you know curiously Sensei the most popular character yeah and i am the rock gi oh shipper so yep because first girl is best girl obviously even if she's actually third girl <laughs> <laughs> that's how girl math works
1: yes well she was the first but she didn't show up until the third
0: Right, she's Lupin Third. that's yes. why she's the best. But yeah, no My Hero Academia this week, and also no Hell's Paradise after we decided we were going to talk about that. Yeah. So all that's left is to rank everything in Jump Card. Jump Card is a segment where we rank all the chapters in Shonen Jump this week, from our least favorite up to our favorite. Only 17 this week, so what do you have at the bottom, Kevin? Mutama. <laughs> See, we keep flipping. I got Tokyo Shinobi Squad at the bottom. Mutama was bad.
1: Yeah. I, it turns out there was a dude from Spirit Security School. <laughs> okay. That turns out hundreds of applicants sure why not why does no one know this thing I, whatever i'm done i just don't care it's stupid
0: at least there's some good tsundere guy friendship jokes whereas tokyo shinobi squad i just it's like oh you should care about these characters now they must die yeah It. it's um, not Tom- much better Matama made me smile tokyo shinobi squad did not
1: Mintama kind of uh, basically at this point is actively pissing me off like oh great i gotta read this again oh, oh no it sucked what a surprise
0: what do you have at 16? Tokyo Shinobis. Yeah, and I have right. Matama. Yeah. Because <laughs> we just can't agree on anything. No. What do you have at number 15, Kevin?
1: I have Beast Children at number 15.
0: Me too, actually. Even though I like Beast Children more than you. I can't remember like a thing that happened now. Oh, there's kicking and... It, there, there's it's, a... like,
1: it's, it's like a beat in the rugby game. And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't understand the rules of rugby. But
0: there's a lot of explaining the rules of rugby, but not in a way that makes the chapter more exciting or
1: followable. Yeah, so, if you enjoy sports manga, this is, it's a beat that normally happens in sports manga, so, like, this particular chapter isn't all that interesting, but it's not like it was bad, it was just, I don't care about the story in general, because I'm not as much of a fan of it, so, this being a beat in the game, you know, this is like, if it were football, it's like, alright, it's like the middle of the third quarter, like, not nothing's really exciting happening right now, but, like, it, this needs to happen for the game to progress. I think they actually they score a try, so they're like starting to get caught back up or something like that.
0: Yeah, I think they're within one score now.
1: Yeah, so like it, it stuff's happening, but I I just don't care. What do you have at fourteen? I have Heikiu at fourteen. All right, I put Heikiu a bit higher this week. I part of it was I don't know who the old guy is who keeps you know, like he's been showing up forever. You know what I'm talking about—the old guy that's like watching this on TV. Yeah, that's like clearly related to the main character in in some fashion. I don't know if he like he's his dad or his grandpa or just like his some, old coach. <laughs> yeah, some something I I don't know, but it's like I don't I don't know who this guy is. So he's like having this emotional moment, not with him, but like kind of in backstory form with him. And I was like, okay, you're having this emotional moment with this dude. I don't know who it is. So all right.
0: I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 14 and I'm kind of struggling to remember why. I think it was just because I it, it felt like a real confusing storytelling to me. Like it's Gojo sensei talking about here, here's how my powers work now to one of the guys that we saw die but it turns out he's fine. Well, I, I I guess I guess I don't get the point of this chapter, I guess is where I
1: finally made about. the I finally made the connection that the dude who I can't believe it took me this long. The dude who was with Gojo when they were young is one of the bad guys, like one of the dudes that's been helping the cursed spirits.
0: Ah, okay, That is important.
1: Yeah. I was like, why did I finally make this? I I think it was the um, when he was like exercise and consume because apparently he's been eating cursed spirits. So like that kind of like tainted him from the inside is what it feels like. Because he was like, exercise and consume, exercise and consume. That's all I've been doing recently. And he's just, he kind of gets like jaded about it. And so that's what made me finally realize, wait, that that's that guy. That was like, the he's the human who's been helping out the cursed spirit dudes. So it went a bit higher for me because I finally made <laughs> that realization of like, oh, that's who that was.
0: <laughs> also, it seems weird that the person who was supposed to merge with God died, but nothing bad seems to have happened.
1: Yeah. I think there's, like, obviously, they found another vessel. So, I guess it, were, like, you know, probably some bad stuff happened, but it's mostly okay.
0: Something really bad happened, but mostly it's fine.
1: Well, more of a, like, we had to find another vessel. I don't know. They Maybe they'll explain it next chapter. But I did kind of like the jaded, like, oh, so we were trying to help these people out, and they suck. Yeah. Why are we doing this again? <laughs> what do you have at thirteen, Kevin? I have the Promise Neverland at thirteen. Like I said, I the fight really confused me, and the oh no, the girl got hurt. It's like okay, well, like what are these guys' powers? Like why is Zazie? Oh no, you might Hulk out. You know, stay calm. What?
0: <laughs> I wonder if this is just going to flip for us. I have Chainsaw Man at thirteen because, like I said, the like Denji sitting in a movie theater, I got the point of it, but the yeah. relationship like literally is cold. But also, it seems like we've been off this beat for so long that it's cold, and I don't really care about them the same way anymore. Yeah, I highly doubt our Promise
1: Neverland and Chainsaw Man flip, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, well, we will. What do you have at
1: number twelve? I have Double Taisai number twelve. Like I said, it was it was pretty funny. I didn't find it super amusing, so I was like, eh, that was kind of funny, but. Like, part of the reason why, like, We Never Learned is it's been cute from the beginning. Yeah. So, even though this is a cute chapter of Devil Say, I'm like, yeah, but I don't care about any of you people. So, the you being cute isn't as good as the We Never Learned people being cute.
0: I'll definitely agree with that. Also, it's super weird, some of the, like, character choices. Like, it's weird that this is our group of characters, right? Yeah. But at least we have some, I guess.
1: Yeah, like they're a weird they they are a weird bunch but it's like oh you're going with like oh it's a weird bunch of geniuses for playing shogi it's like okay that's that's a typical shonen trope all right let's let me collect my gaggle of weirdos and go out on <laughs>
0: adventures shogi adventures <laughs> i have yui kimio at number 12 i thought it was i don't want to say haphazard like it almost felt like it might have been the last chapter of yui kimio just cuz everybody is there including, like, Idol Fighting Girl from Chapter 3 that I was really hoping would show up again.
1: Yeah, but this is the, every now and again, we're going to have the, all right, I've acquired a new girl, it's time for another yacht party harem harem adventure.
0: <laughs> I do like that as, like, a beat, but this one just seemed, like, oddly loose in a way I can't really put my finger on. I got you. Like, kind of unfocused. Like, even uh, some of these people are like, who is this again? Yeah. like
1: Well, because a lot of them have changed their looks because they're, like, in swim trunks and or swimsuits and stuff like that, so... I actually kind of liked this chapter because it was that beat of like, all right, I've added another girl to my harem. Yacht party. party.
0: I do like that as a formula. Yes. Like in the same way we were talking about getting One Piece chapters where we like catch up with the world between giant arcs. I do like that. Yeah. This one just seemed odd and unfocused. And that seems extra weird because it feels like it's trying to set a new direction for them to go where it kind of sets out. This is who we have to deal with to solve this problem permanently.
1: Yeah, and I kind of like the in. – all right, so here's – so maybe this is close to being the end. I don't know how.
0: I mean, it depends on probably how popular the series yep. is, right? But we they- could definitely go for an arc beyond that, or we could have a number of arcs leading up to – yeah, this could be Taking the,
1: enemy. since I've been watching it, this could be the JoJo's thing of like, all right, so we need to go defeat the main bad guy, and every other Mushi works for this main bad, not everyone, but yeah, most like, of the like other. Like Demon Slayer, to use
0: another yeah. example. Of this is the main bad guy, but he's yeah. got a bunch of moon people.
1: Yep. So, similar thing. It was like, all right, well, we need to fight our way, uh, Raid of Redemption style, up to the top floor to beat the main bad guy. It's like, all right, that's I mean, that's a good plan Yeah. for a uh, a kind of like action anime or anime action series like that is like all right, and all right you got to fight a bunch of the mooks in order to make it to the main bad guy like as simple as that sounds it, it die hard is to, a good movie yeah it tends to work
0: like the only thing is the main character in this is such a non-fighter yeah which is, I find very interesting it's one of the things I like about the series but it makes that sort of trope a lot harder to do
1: yeah so it could be an interesting way of turning it
0: just one more thing on it. I did actually really like the joke about how yeah I tried to be good to you. I'd like take her to the park and I'd take off her chain when she was asleep. Yeah, <laughs> like a dog. Yes, <laughs> which is was pretty funny.
1: Anyway, what do you have at number eleven? I have Jujitsu Kaisen at number eleven. Like I said, it was that that realization of like oh that's who that guy is. That makes so much like like I don't know why I didn't make that connection before.
0: I mean, I know our our (laughs) non-existent listeners would be very pissed at me. I'm Uh, guessing. Hey, Zach listens. He just also hasn't read Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't know that any of our listeners would have read Jujutsu Kaisen. Is that all on uh, Shannon Jump now?
1: No, it's missing some of the middle chapters. So it started. They've got like the first three, and then when they picked it back up, so it's missing like a couple volumes. I want to yeah, a couple volumes worth in the middle.
0: I have Haikyuu at number 11. I just really got into how intensely Hayato was watching the match since yeah. he couldn't participate. Like, I get those feels.
1: Yeah. I have Dr. Stone at number 10. This is a pretty good chapter, Dr. Stone. Yeah,
0: as you say, I put Dr. Stone very high this week, actually. I really like the ending in particular, but a lot of the stuff in there I enjoyed. So what do you have to say about it?
1: Not that much. Like I said, I, I just kind of like it was a kind of general level of enjoyment for Doctor Stone. Like I didn't I didn't particularly latch onto any one thing, so that's maybe why it's a bit down I can on the see list. That. So it was like, oh that was that was pretty good. But it wasn't like, oh that was really cool or that was really cool. Like it was all just generally good. And so it kind of went down the list for that reason.
0: I have Act Age at number ten and I talked about why I didn't super love act age yep. this week.
1: I have Mission Yosukura family at number nine. I thought this was I I thought this was pretty solid, and I like the, oh, hey, you're the guy who I saw, I was reading about in that spy magazine that I found in, like, you know, the waiting, or, like, the toilet of the Yozakura mansion.
0: Yeah, like, it's definitely a more serious chapter of Yozakura mission. Yeah. Then, uh... Mission
1: mission Yozakura family. family. Look,
0: I'm staring right in it. I just can't say it. And now I'm going to get confused with Spy X family for the rest of my life. Now that's there.
1: I did not read Egg's family.
0: I didn't either, but I heard it was good, so maybe I will. So maybe we will, but I... uh, but that's a monthly, so okay. And it's no to Shonen Jump. If you don't know, it was on a different viz service for some reason. Now it's on Shonen Jump. If you want to go read it, but like it's a more serious chapter, and I don't think that's super to its strength. But also, I placed it higher than you, so yeah, like, much. Yeah, I I thought it worked. I have double tie say, at number nine. Gotcha.
1: I have you at comedian number eight. Like I said, I, I really like the, uh, all right, it's time for the harem yacht party.
0: Yeah, I did, I do, I did like how he was in a wheelchair the entire time yep. because of getting beaten up in the previous arc.
1: Yeah, and I just, I, I think a lot of the jokes seemed to land, like like you said, with Ebbya. <laughs> I took her out in the park to let off some steam and I'd uh, untie her chain when she was asleep.
0: Okay. I have Misha and Yuzakura family at eight. Gotcha. So not much higher than you, but... What do you have at number seven? I have Black Clover at number seven.
1: I really liked the kind of the bit with the Blue Roses. Yeah, the Blue Roses captain (laughs) being like, all right. I'm in love with Captain Yemi, because they're, like, the all-female, like, Amazon thing, and, like, everyone except her lieutenant was basically like, that's excellent! I actually have a hidden uh, secret boyfriend! I, I and- love that
0: random line from the I It's like, oh, yeah, I've been seeing somebody on the slide this entire time. Like, yep. we we gotta ship you now.
1: Yeah, and so they're, like, all getting all girly about it, and the lieutenant is like, "Ah." Uh... And then um, the other thing that I really loved is when Yami shows up and he's like, I get it. I know your feelings about me. You distrust me.
0: I, I love that Asta shows up. He's like, no, pretty sure she's just Soondari, boss. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I really like that uh, he thinks it's it's just like it's just like Noelle is toward me. She's really trust me, but she doesn't like talking about it. And it's like, no, she's in love with you, idiot. And like yeah. he can sense her key just like Yami can. So he's like, I can sense that you love me, that you love me, but I don't know that's the feeling that you're having. So I'm misinterpreting it.
0: Well, yeah, I do love that. House is like no, just some girls are just like that. And they yep. call you Baka even though they want to be friends with you. That's very good. <laughs> yes it was i put it slightly higher than you i have promised neverland at number seven gotcha because like i said i thought the fight worked pretty well but it wasn't as good as random girl in a crowd like yeah i have had a secret boyfriend, boyfriend
1: the whole secret time, time. <laughs> yeah that was pretty great i have we never learned at number six i felt like it was a pretty good resolution to the the little cliffhanger and it was like cute but it wasn't super amazing
0: i have black clover at six gotcha
1: i have samurai at number five because Rocket Arm Go. <laughs> We're good. It was really funny.
0: I have Demon Slayer at five. Again, because it's pretty standard Demon Slayer. Nothing super special. And being mace is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It's a good drawing. I, yeah, I have Demon Slayer number four. There was some really cool art for all the stuff, and I kinda like the emotional bits of uh the guy who's been eating demons gets cut in half. So his he's lying with uh, you know, half of his face on the ground. He's like, I can still Do something! I thought that was a pretty cool moment.
0: Yeah. I have One Piece at number four, mostly because of the weird Sabo stuff in the middle that's so, like, weirdly (laughs) not revealed. Like, I did like catching up with everybody, but it just seemed like such a weirdly unfocused chapter, I couldn't put it super high. I gotcha.
1: I have Chainsaw Man at number three. Like I said, I just, I really liked that. Alright, we're back to the, like, Makima-Denji weird relationship, and this is... Super interesting because, like, especially now that we see she's more and more like inhuman, that this is a pretty interesting relationship. Because I, I
0: guess like the possibility that Makima and Denji might be in very similar situations, yeah, is definitely interesting. Like I said, I just felt like not too little, too late, but like I, n- I know what you really as invested as I was as you were,
1: states. yeah. Versus for me, it was kind of like, oh, we're getting back to this. Cool,
0: the, the good stuff's back. Yeah, I have Samurai at number three because like the clever combat moves at the end they're very like naruto makes a clever plan yeah adjacent but like the guy's good at that so
1: yeah no it was very good so i have act agent number two i just i did really like a lot of the stuff about like Oh, no, we're going second. That means, you know, Kay's group is going to have the advantage. It's like, well, not necessarily because Chio's anger is based on Kay. So by watching her performance, her anger is going to get even better. So her performance is going to be better because of it, because she's going to be more angry.
0: You know, we didn't switch our Chainsaw Man and... Promise Neverland. And Promise Neverland. We did switch our act agent, Dr. Stone, though. Interesting. Interesting. we were talking about that. I have Doctor Stone at number two. Mostly, I really liked the ending, but like it was also an obvious conclusion with all the evidence. Yeah, like it's very easy to follow, but it's spelled out if you're a young kid reading Kid Jump. <laughs> yeah, uh, where they're like, oh, so the warrior guy would have had to know the entire time that you were a spy to follow us, like he to follow you, like he did. Yep, and, and he didn't tell his boss, so we have a chance to make an alliance.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that's how. Dr. Stone has been working, you know. Oh, you actually, like, even with Tsubasa? Tsukasa. Tsukasa. The original guy was like, well, let's make an alliance. Yeah. Because I have something that you want.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's interesting. Yeah. And it makes that character kind of interesting. Yeah. Too. And, like, what's the nature of the alliance is going to be, like, how it could shift. Yeah. And Gen gets to do a thing. And I like Gen, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like like I said, I enjoyed it. I just, I didn't pick out any specific thing that I enjoyed. So I had One Piece at number one because I just, I really liked the, I liked the Morgan or the Morgans bit. I liked the, I just like kind of like, oh, let's get caught up with all these people. And this is what's going on in the world. And the the Mihawk, like finally getting excited about something like, finally, I've been sitting on this stupid Island for years. Now I get to do something fun.
0: Hey, he floated around in that coffin re- attacking random people with his giant sword for a while.
1: Yeah. But he, that like that's because I, part of me just feels like, ah, I'm just so bored. And now he's like, all right, finally, something interesting ha- is happening. I thought that was pretty cool. And the Sabo stuff has me interested of, like, what exactly happened with Sabo? Did he get captured? Is he dead? Is he defecting? Is he doing something else? Like, what's going on?
0: Yeah, defecting isn't something I consider, but that would be interesting.
1: I was reading some like uh, discussion things about the new chapter, because uh, for me, it was kind of like, a, I don't remember exactly what the last thing that had Sabo in it was.
0: It was when he was sneaking into the world government during the revelry. But I yeah. guess you, you know that
1: now. I, I know that. But it was just kind of like, did I miss something? I was like, no, I, I hadn't. So it was just a bunch of speculation flying around. And someone was like, is he defecting to the world government? I was like, ooh, maybe that's something cool. And some of the people who were kind of sad about Sabo being in the news were people that didn't know he was alive. That's true. So like, wait, he's alive? Oh, no. Like, I can't, you know, first I find out he's alive.
0: Then this thing's happening. Like, double whammy. I put We Never Learned that number one. I have some agreement with what you said, but actually nothing this week super stood out to me. was really looking forward to My Hero Academia, and it didn't show up. Yeah, there is that. And like I said, One Piece was kind of weird. I liked Samurai 8 pretty well. I liked Dr. Stone pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Never Learned had a good emotional core to it, though. I mean, it's yeah. pretty typical stuff. Not very funny, but it doesn't always have to be. Besides, no. we had double save for that this week. Yeah. <laughs> Pick it up the slack. All right, that will do it for Jump Card. So all that's left to do is for us to talk about My Hero Academia since we didn't get to. Yeah, still My Hero Academia. So we'll talk about My Hero Academia Volume 2 after the break. so we read my hero academia volume two this week which starts earlier than i thought for whatever reason i thought the first chapter in this volume was in the last chapter the last volume rather oh i gotcha so this one is really divided into two stories and i always talk about how manga is packaged together this is actually a really tight volume because you get one complete story yep that's very good something that feels like a complete story but is actually the prologue to another story. Yep, And you get about half of that second story, and it ends on just a very, like, turning point yeah, in that en- story. Yeah, it ends on
1: a very good point in that story.
0: Yeah, that, like, makes you want to read the next chapter really badly. Yeah. But also, like, the tension isn't so great that, like, it feels unfinished.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the, uh, and then someone else showed up. It's like, oh! And, you know, that's kind of kind of the feeling I had. So. I I did really like, like I said, I know you've mentioned that you're not a huge fan of the dome arc, but.
0: I mean, I really liked it rereading it. So I just, the UA Sports Authority, <laughs> Sports Authority field arc, <laughs> that's, not even a re- that's not even a real stadium anymore. The USJ Sports Festival arc is one of my favorite shonen arcs. Yeah. And like, it's like where my hero academia really sings for me. Yeah. But there's really good stuff in the dome arc, like i have forgotten the way it you introduces some of the other characters, like Asui in the, in there yep. specifically. Also, sort of rock guy whose name I can't, Kirishima.
1: Yep, Kirishima. That sounds right. Like it, Kirishima, maybe.
0: It really starts his relationship with Bakugo, which is super important and pivotal. Yep. the well, series like
1: in the series, that's one of the reasons why they kind of build a relationship is because they were forced to work together. During that thing like that, I remember even in the anime, they mentioned it. They're like, well, you became kind of like your Bakugo's friend because you went through that thing together. So you were kind of like forced to work together. So then you guys bonded.
0: But also, they're not really forced. They're together because they decide in the moment that they're both going to attack because Kirishima like respects Bakugo's like aggressiveness in a weird way.
1: I just meant they they get separated by themselves specifically.
0: Um Todoroki's drawn really weird in this volume. Yeah. Compared to how he's going to be drawn. Mostly his fire half just like looks way more rocky.
1: Well that's because that's his don't you remember he has his special costume that it gets covered in like ice?
0: Yeah, I do remember, but it just looks really weird here. Maybe it just looks better in animation. Yeah. But it looks like a different design than well, he's later he, on in the manga. But uh, you are right, he gets he another He
1: like almost immediately because he so he wears that costume like I think this is the last time he wears it. That might be cuz he wears it during the All Might test yeah, thing. He wears, here, he wears it here. He wears it here and then he's done with it. And I think part of that is so the reason that he wears the ice armor on his fireside is to like kind of hide the fireside. That's probably, probably true. And so then during the middle of the tournament arc he gets over that. So then he doesn't wear that costume anymore cuz he's like, "All right, I am done." Ignoring half of my powers and only using them to melt the ice after I'm done with it.
0: It was really interesting to revisit this too, though, because very early on, Bakugo's yelling at Deku for like hiding his power and wanting to beat yep. him at full strength, which makes the impact later during the UA Festival arc like that much stronger because it's already established. Like, yep. it feels super in Bakugo's character, even not making that specific realization. Yeah. But like seeing how early that's kind of set up here. Yeah. Is really interesting. And like the Dome Mark, like I said, it's not my favorite, but it's a really good start to introducing some of the characters. It's the first like bit where Momo gets apart and like we kind of cut to her yeah, as well, almost a focus character.
1: Yeah, she gets basically introduced in the All Might villain test thing of like that's I remember that's like the first time her character in the anime is like they specifically give her like the title card, like here are her powers, and like here's, you know, she was one of the recommendations to get in. It's like, oh, I can see why she's extremely knowledgeable and smart, and has a cool power.
0: Yeah, we also get that awesome panel where she, her, her top gets ripped off, and her speech bubble is blocking off her breasts, yep. which is grade A blocking.
1: Yes, and Jiro in the background being like, "Wow, she's
0: stacked." <laughs> And she's like, I can make more clothes. It's fine. I also
1: love the little, there's a little blurb, I think, at the end of that chapter where, I forget the name of the artist now, is like, yeah, I know earlier I said that she, can, she uh, can't she can make organic materials, but I, I meant to say non-living. I can't believe I made such a big mistake in a manga that's all about explaining people's powers correctly. Like, saying you can't make organic material means you couldn't make stuff like the... The insulation fiber thing because like organic doesn't mean living mm-hmm. necessarily
0: i it mean it's derived from living
1: Yep. which is why i always like uh <laughs> is that thing organic
0: <laughs> yes
1: it's it's not a rock <laughs> but we get her introduction we get jiro's introduction we get kaminari's introduction minata's kind of like his power explanation Like, we've seen some of these people use their powers before, but this is where they really start, like, oh, yeah, you know, this is how my power works. This is how my power works. This is how my power works. And it's just kind of cool to get, like,
0: Class A fleshed out more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even in the current point in the manga, there are a few characters that still kind of need that or who are just destined to be background characters. But Class A a might be a little bit too big.
1: Yeah. Like, there's still there's some people that, like, they still kind of play roles, but, like. Sugar Rush guy,
0: yeah, and Coda and Coda and guy.
1: Well, even Coda's gotten more kind of stuff than Sugar Rush guy. Like he's literally like he can bake well and eat sugar to go grow stronger, and and that's it.
0: And the girls like him because he can bake well.
1: Yeah, Whereas versus like Coda has the thing of like he's you know kind of shy and that, and he's like gotten more. He's at least got a little bit more like out there, which is cool.
0: Yeah. And there are things I definitely like about the Dome Mark, like Midoriya kind of stepping up as a leader. Yeah. Which is something we haven't seen yet like cuz the whole series is about him stepping up. Yeah. But the bit with the Delaware smash is super good. Like Delaware smash is one of my favorite anime attacks. Yeah. So that bit's super good and I hadn't really considered it. I just don't super love the conclusion of the Dome Mark and I think it's a weak introduction to the villains, which we'll talk a bit more about in Jump Card. It is. Or I should say Personality Power Level not yeah. Jump Card. That was earlier. I,
1: I still love the All Might No Move fight from the anime. It's, still, it's not my favorite fight from that anime, but I still love watching it because it's just one of the first moments uh, that was like set to... Uh, just Say Run. Yeah, Just Say Run. That's just super solid. And it's like, I, I love watching, you know, it's a, like a minute and a half clip, but it's like, oh, it's such a good clip And it's one of the, you know, it's one of the good All Might ones.
0: Yeah. I guess I just don't super love that All Might comes to save the day, which doesn't happen in this volume, which might be why I like it so much. I do like the moment, because that's the moment the volume ends on, is All Might I am hearing. And, like, All Might being in his depleted state does add a lot of stakes to it. Yep. I don't think it's bad.
1: Well, and I also like the, one of the implications, they they don't talk about it because literally all Might shows up at the end of the, like, it's literally the last panel of him being like, I'm here. But one of the things I love that Midoriya ma- mentions in the anime, and I'm sure mentions in the next volume is he's not smiling. He's got, he's pissed. And like, that's one of the big things that all might has always done is like, regardless of what was happening, he was smiling and laughing. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of the, his persona. So the fact that he comes in pissed is just really cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's My Hero Academia. I don't know what more we have to say about it. Is it good? Yes, yes. it turns out.
1: <laughs> yep. Still solid. There's a reason why it's super popular.
0: Nine no, no, out no, of 10 anime fans agree. My Hero Academia is very, very good. No one knows what happened to the 10th one. We don't talk about the 10th one. Yeah, just I really don't know that I have anything to say about it. It's a problem with a lot of volume twos, I except for I think it's a very well constructed. I guess I don't think it's constructed. It just landed as a very good volume. Yeah. And that it's got a very clear first part middle and ending and that yep. it ends on a very solid note yeah anything else you want to say about it kevin
1: no not particularly i i enjoy reading my hero academia so going through it again it's kind of like yeah i still remember why i enjoy reading this manga and watching the anime and
0: you know this stuff all right so all that leaves us is personality power level then
1: Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level
0: Personality Power Level is the segment of the show where we rank manga characters from best to worst. This month, we're doing all villains. The list decided it needed to be an extreme zoom. At the top of our list is Uzumaki Naruto, who is not villainous at all. At the bottom of our list is that guy who's not Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha.
1: The worst villain of them all. The villain of boredom.
0: He's just kind of a perv more than a villain. Uh, dead in the center, we have Red from Pokemon Adventures, which is right below Buggy the Clown, our current top rated villain. Yep. So, the villain we're going to put on is obviously Tomuro Shigaraki, right? Yeah. The Mr. Bad Touch, if you will. Yes. Does he have a name, a villain name? I feel like he doesn't. I don't think he does, no. That's kind
1: of weird. Well, he's kind of a uh, no name. Like, he he's the leader of the League of Villains, but, like, he doesn't. Like, he recruited most of them. But he was just kind of all-for-ones protege. So, like, he wasn't out doing a whole lot of stuff by himself is what I feel like.
0: That's true. So, Tomura, I feel, is a little weak as a villain. A lot of times he feels kind of impotent to me. A lot of times it feels like he does something really exciting just a little too late in the narrative. Yeah. I like him as a foil for Deku a lot because they have a lot of the same stuff going on. And I think in some ways that makes him a good, a better foil for Deku. Yeah. He's like on such a rocketing path, but like it's a thing where he's no Frieza, for example, who obviously when we add him in a hundred years is going to be the guy to beat. Yeah. I do think he's better than buggy the clown. Who's currently our top rated villain.
1: Yeah. I think I'm kind of glad that the villain arc happened before we put him on the list, because before this villain arc or the latest villain arc with Tomura I probably wouldn't have put him above Buggy. Really? On, thinking on it. Yeah, because he's just like, oh, he's the foil for Deku, but it almost seems kind of like he's the foil for Deku because all for one just keeps putting him in the way. <laughs> That's st- like well, he's the whiny kid who's like, oh, this game's too hard. You must be cheating. This is stupid.
0: I think that makes him a good contrast for Deku, though. It does, make, so it does make him so earnest. It does make
1: him a good contrast, but it, it just it kind of bothered me when he was like, I would have won if you guys hadn't cheated. <laughs> like, all the time. And before the villain arc, he, like, didn't do much by himself. That's really. true. It was kind of like, all for one or someone else being like, don't worry, we're here to make you look good.
0: I don't think he goes anywhere near Izuki Midoriya, who is currently our number two. No. I don't think he's as good as Goku, honestly.
1: No. Maybe I'll start to like him more as he develops as a character more, now that he's had his uh, shonen protagonist arc.
0: But... For right now, no.
1: I don't like him as much as Goku.
0: Right above, Bu- right above Buggy, we have Asta from Black Clover. You like him more or less than Asta, whose name I can't decide how I pronounce. Tomura never dis- explains Sundares to his captain.
1: Yeah, I I do but- think I like Asta better. Like I said, I still have those feelings of Tomura being the whiny kid who's just always complaining, and I realize like, that's kind of the thing, but it more felt like he was the spoiled rich kid that's been handed everything. At least that's the way it felt. It's starting to feel differently, but.
0: All right, so Tomer Shigaraki goes it number 22, just above Buggy the Clown, below Asta. I thought he was going to go a bit higher than Buggy, but I think I agree with your reasoning.
1: Yeah. It, voting like that is always weird. I thought it would place higher, but then I forgot this person was there on the list and he's not better than that guy or that guy or that guy. Oh, wow, this is going a lot lower than I thought.
0: I think I would have argued him above Asta, but not so much that you having an opinion is going to make me argue with you. Gotcha. I think my instinct just would have been to put him higher, though. So that does it for this week and this month. And next month, it's very spooky times, because it's almost Halloween. So we're going to be reading horror and horror-themed manga next month. And we're going to start with Tokyo Ghoul, because I think that is very lightly horror-themed. And... Both of us thought of it when we were talking about horror manga. So yep. seems like a good place to start.
1: Well, part of it was is all of it's been added to the Shona Jump app. Ah. So that's. I've like. I've wanted to read Tokyo Ghoul. And I was like, I've wanted to read Tokyo Ghoul. We're approaching October where it's horror month. And now all of it is available on the Shona Jump app. So I don't have to go buy the volume. Excellent. <laughs>
0: like the stars have aligned. We're going to pick this one. So. Join us next week for that. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tom W. Emmeritt. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions. And our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. Our website is www.lastpodcast.com. That's where you can see the personality power level list, as well as leave comments or check out my other shows. Uh, Kevin sometimes appears on them. Yeah. You're going to be on an episode of Gundam in like 10 weeks because of the way recording that works. You were just on an episode of last time. Yeah. Anything you want to plug, Kevin?
1: Yeah, actually. So this actually happened last week, but I finally got around to watching the Steven Universe movie, which is not the series finale. Like they haven't specifically stated that the series is done, but they got this cool movie. It's a musical and it's fantastic. The music in it is great. The person they got to play the villain is a Broadway actress and she's incredible. Like she delivers her lines really well. I feel the emotion in her songs is just very good. So that is something I recommend you check out if you're even somewhat interested in Steven Universe. Obviously it's better if you've watched the whole show to go watch the movie, but it's not, there's a lot of stuff explained in it so that it's not like you have to have watched all of Steven Universe to kind of get what the movie's about. You might not enjoy it as much as somebody who's watched all of it, but it's still a very solid musical with very solid music in it. And the story, I think, is still something that Steven Universe excels at, which is tackling real-world problems a lot more than like, oh no, you were being mean. Like, it deals with actual issues in a way that make them more approachable.
0: All right. So on that note, check that out if you want to see it. And I hope you'll be here next week. Bye. And then I had to uh, stall for just a second. And then I sang a stalling song to make it harder for Kevin to edit. So just be silent, please.